Alexander proud on foodie culture. Meta, despite owning three restaurants, Alexander Proud insists he is not a foodie and has a few thoughts on what the culture is today. Alexander Proud puts his hands up I run three restaurants, so if you want to criticize me for mocking the foodie culture, you should feel free. Alexander Proud describes listening to trendy Londoners describe their new favorite eccentric eateries. I overheard a couple of polished women on a table near me recently describe how yeah. I just love Andean food. It's totally on trend. Alexander Proud Riley notes that his well-traveled friends have assured him that Andean food was an uninspired mush of maize, potatoes, and fatty meat. Alexander Proud assures me that there are hundreds of glossy, vacuous people in hundreds of overpriced London bars who say things like this. Absolutely fabulous wasn't so much satire as a postcard from the future. Alexander Proud feels that these conversations are everything that is wrong with the capital's foodie scene in a nutshell. It is faddish, overpriced, aimed almost exclusively at the rich, and has the attention span of a two-year-old in need of Ritalin. Diversity, Alex Proud discusses. London unfortunately has a long tradition of borrowing from other food cultures. It's fairly well known that post-war, the UK arguably had some of the worst food in the Western world. Elizabeth David genuinely saved our middle-class palates by bringing some Mediterranean sunshine into our kitchens. Once the British were able to holiday abroad we imported exotic flavors and ingredients and slowly but surely, we emerged from the culinary dark ages. The trouble is, says Alexander Proud, we didn't know where to stop. Lacking our own strong food culture, we have bastardized every other country's sacred traditions. By the 90s we'd worked our way through the classics, France, Italy, India and China and moved on to more exotic places like Thailand, Morocco and Scandinavia. Now we're scrabbling at the ages, prattling on about how Indonesia is the new Ecuador which was last year's Croatia. Alexander Proud also notes that we're not actually eating anything that most people in these countries eat. We're eating a spruced up, dumbed down, anglicized, nouvelle cuisine version. A chef's interpretation of a local menu, and by interpreting and adapting, aren't we slightly patronizing and criticizing the original? And aside from our cultural appropriation, Alexander Proud notes that we are obsessed with doing clever, fussy, and ridiculous things to food, rather than prioritizing what's really important, flavor, nutrition, and a full belly. Alexander Proud despises the foams, spumes, and endless sous-vides that litter every London menu. Gold flakes beneath smoke-filled domes, animals that have a biography under each dish. Alexander Proud finds himself floored by arcane laboratory processes and technobabble. It genuinely feels like restaurants want their customers to feel stupid and inadequate says Alexander Proud. Alex Proud wonder if the media is to blame? Then there is the conveyor belt of mind-numbing chef-lead TV programs and celebrity cookbooks alongside shelves weighted down by gastronomic magazines. As a country we are addicted to watching chefs make food that we a, will never make at home and b, could never afford to eat out. London's high-end restaurants remind Alex of the excesses of the last days of the Roman Empire, with oligarchs and hedge fund managers queuing to witness the gory spectacle. They aren't there for the food, they're wooed by the price tag and the show-off potential of the meal. 
People who are genuinely interested in food will probably never visit these restaurants because they've all been booked months in advance by the paw of high net worth individuals, and they'd have to remortgage their house to buy a starter. And yet, this haute cuisine doesn't result in a filtering down of experimentation, education, and diversity. The flip side of the British food coin remains utterly depressing and grim. Alexander Proud notes that outside our glittering global capital, for many people, food is a lot less fun. Most of society fill themselves with what the American food writer Michael Pollan calls, edible food-like substances, which have been so heavily processed they contain virtually no nutrition whatsoever. People cannot afford to eat healthy, organic, ethically sourced food, and there doesn't seem to be anything in between. There is caviar or there is crap. What's the answer? So is there a solution? Alexander Proud feels that if the middle classes could just stop fetishizing the new and exotic for five minutes, we might begin to develop a proper cuisine along the lines of, say, northern France. What's wrong with a decent, slowly evolving menu that has a sense of place and that is eaten, and can even be cooked at home, by the majority? Says Alexander Proud. Why aren't we turning our attention to making good food affordable, and accessible? Alexander Proud thinks that there is probably only one man he can think of who has the energy and drive to resolve this dilemma, Jamie Oliver. Over the years, I've found myself increasingly agreeing with everything he has to say. He genuinely seems to want all of us to eat well, not just the gastronomic 1%. So please, Jamie, step up and show us the way. Your country needs you says Alexander Proud.